Hi, I'm Faye. And I'm Tracy. And welcome to More Better with Tracy and Faye. More Better. So Tracy, what are we doing today? I have, a question. I have a question for you. <laughs> I have a question. All right. My question for you is why, given the whole umbrella of communications, we know there's a lot in professional communications, media relations, investor relations, community relations, public relations, um, employee communications, leadership communications, all these things. Why, Faye? Did you focus your efforts on internal communications? Ah, good question. Um, I would say that, well, my first job right out of university was for a PR firm. And it was a, and by PR firm, I meant it was, I mean, it was one, two people. <laughs> so it was a little, little PR outfit out in Vancouver. I was her assistant, she's a lovely lady. And we did PR and, I, you know, you graduate from communications and you think, oh, I'm going to go into public relations and be a journalist or whatever. But I had no idea. I just wanted to get a job in the field. And what we did was, were events and um, we did like uh, tours for some, like we would help someone on a speaking tour and then get media for them, trying to place in newspapers and all that sort of good stuff when newspapers existed. Um what was interesting was that it was fun in terms of like learning the work, but what I quickly realized is I did not like, I did not like working with media. I did not like crisis communications. I didn't like those things. So I didn't know what I wanted, but I knew right away that I didn't want to do that. Like I didn't mm -hmm. want to do that external side. So when I had the chance to, yeah, I think another job, my next job probably was um, working inside an organization and doing sort of their internal, it wasn't even really internal communications really, it was at UBC. And so I was doing like um, communications for students, right? But within hmm. this sort of little world, like contained world, right? Mm -hmm. um, I like that. I like the idea of that. I like the idea of um, seeing, doing things where you could connect people to the values or the mission of the organization. How do you do that? And and we were doing that quickly, you know, it was very, it wasn't like what I think employee communications is today. I mean, at the mm -hmm. time anyway, the, the, the job that I had, it was really right. just trying to like, okay, well, we got to, how do we get um, students to vote in the student election? How do we get clubs together to understand, I put an umbrella or arm around clubs so that they understand, I don't know, the vision of the student union body and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, how do we, how do we communicate what the student union is doing, what the good the student union is mm -hmm. doing for students. So I thought that was interesting and we built, at the time we built our first intranet um, and I thought that was really interesting too, um, because we also had, a, we wanted to connect staff. We, we still like, it was still had a full-time staff of 50 plus people. So, um, it, Oh, the we, good old days, the good old days. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so when you have like staff who are working for students, so it was like this little world. And I think that helped me that that's, you know, helped 
me to understand what internal communications was Mm -hmm. and the difference of that between the difference of that and what I didn't like, which was media and external and all that. Right. Yeah. Right. How about you? What's your, what do you think? Sorry, that was a long answer. (laughs) (laughs) I really only (laughs) wanted a 30 second answer, (laughs) but you know, we'll edit. I'm more verbose than you are. (laughs) People, you should see her planning documents. (laughs) I do three bullet points, she does three pages. Well, I, I think my my evolution into internal comms was, I think, similar to yours in the sense that early jobs I had, you know, I had, I got a, a taste of community relations. I got a taste of investor relations. I actually thought I wanted to make a career out of investor relations and started doing the Canadian securities course and then realized that numbers just left me cold. The whole <laughs> idea of numbers and, you know, stock price and all that. There was not, there was not heart in that for me. And I ended up again, it was just kind of by accident. I tried a few different stuff, doing stuff for not direct media, which also was not my favorite. But when I got the job, I got at home oil, not home oil. That was my first job, which was mostly internal, but there was some other aspects to it. Uh, But at HSBC, which was purely internal communications. Then I ended up leading that group. And all of the, the, the growth that I had within that job was getting more and more into the nuts and bolts of what employee communications or internal communications is about. And as I got more involved in not just writing news stories, because my God, if I ever have to write another newsletter, just throw me off. <laughs> But when I got into crisis communications on the internal side, when I got into change management because we were doing, you know, massive layoffs or mergers or whatever it might be, I really started to see the value of internal communications. And it felt good for me because I knew I was serving the needs of the people who work there. Yeah. And that was a place I was really happy to be. And that's why you and I, when we were working together and people would say to, they'd say to us or they'd say to me, they go, Ooh, you're like the internal spin doctor. I'm like, Nope, no, I'm not. And then (laughs) they would hear this, you know, 10 minute (laughs) rant about, I don't spin anything people. This is about helping people understand what their job is and the goals that they're trying to make and having the, the head of the company understand what everybody else in the company needs and, and, and wants and deserves in terms of communication and transparency and messaging and, and all this stuff. I am not a spin doctor. Oh, that used to piss me off. Me too. (laughs) It totally does. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not why we're here. But guess what? If I say, Hey, do you remember that time that that we had to switch from, you know, using an abacus to using a, a calculator? And they're like, yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, how was that switch over? And they go, actually, it was pretty smooth. And I'll say, you're welcome. <laughs> These things don't happen by accident. It takes planning and thought and consideration and, and expertise. And smarts. Yeah. And well- smarts. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. No, I like that. I, I think I love that because for me, it's the relationship between the organization and its employees. Yes. I don't know. I, I just think it's, it's such an interesting, it's an interesting connection. It's an interesting 
relationship. Like we've talked about this before, totally. right? Like yeah. I, I know I'm, I'm a broken record, but I always think about like, um, you know, people who work here, like they've made a choice to work here. They have families. They have like, they're, they're interesting people. Like they have lives, right? Mm-hmm. So let's treat them as adults and speak to them like humans. I know that's, that's kind of our, our, our thing, mm-hmm. but yeah. I stand by that. Yeah. Whereas when you're marketing and promo, like, yes, you can, it's, it's different. It's right? different. It's I, a different I, relationship. I used to be, sorry, let's, let me back up. One of the things that evolved over the course of my career is the, the wall between what happens internally in a company and what people are aware of externally as in a company that crumbled. But yep. when I was first starting out in my career, the marketing department could say anything, you know, they would make a decision and they'd say something marketing, you know, to try to draw in yep. those customers. customers. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And I remember at the time thinking, okay, well, that sounds awesome, but that's actually not the experience of working here. So when a potential customer goes into a business and meets that frontline employee and says, Hey, I want to buy this, or I want to do this service or whatever it is. And they don't get that experience that the marketing promised. That's a problem. And I think that happens less and less now because there, you know, the transparency is, has been forced upon organizations because technology allows um, internal to become external uh, immediately. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that wall or that invisible wall is still ter- still there. And I'll give you oh, a couple nice. of, okay. Yeah. Please. Like that. So just a couple examples and some of the work that I've done. So, I mean, there's one, there's a, you know, companies might have social media, internal social media. So that's something that's sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, blossomed in the last 10 years, let's say even less than that. And so, cause everyone's on, everyone is on some sort of platform, mm-hmm. you know, Insta, Facebook, like name your platform, right? And how some companies have been managing their social media is very different than what people experience, right? So mm-hmm. outside, you might have, you know, you might think I have the, I can say whatever I want, I can express an opinion without implications and all that sort of stuff, right? But when you're expressing that internally, it's different because you you're doing that in front of your peers. You're doing this in front of your boss. You're doing this in front of the leader who's paying your check. Right. So I think what there's this sort of fine line between like, well, how do we manage that? How do we still give freedom to people? Cause people still want to talk about anything from, you know, the vision, whatever the company maybe to like sharing pets, sharing pictures of their pets. Right. Babies and bowling scores. But well, they but they still you, love that. Right? You actually raise a, a, a obviously a super valid point, but it was it's on the other side. I was thinking of what I was saying, which is super interesting, because I was thinking about what happens between, you know, a company. So let's say you've got this company and internally it's a it, it's they're just driving people into the ground, driving them into the the ground oh, oh stupid company like tesla actually so here's an example tesla so for the longest time i mean now it's all mired in you know musk obviously not sponsored business yeah not <laughs> sponsored by by tesla but everyone loved the vehicles right it was cool funky blah 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 
but what's come out recently is it's a pressure cooker in there and uh yep. it's it's disorganized it's all these things so the the facade of tesla existed for a while and now it's blown up and that's the kind of thing i was thinking uh, about but you raise an excellent point about me as an individual employee i'm also visible to my company not only are the insides of a company visible to the public my personal life is or and opinions are visible to my company you're right oh, yeah. through through sure. social media etc and that's also a scary place to be yeah as as an employee and you know you actually if you are a rabid racist and you're just chatting among your good racist friends about that stuff that's one thing but if you go on instagram or any of these public social media sites and start sharing those views, you could find yourself out of a job. As many people have discovered. Well, I mean, let's face it, like you've chosen to make that information public, right? So hopefully you understand what the implications of that is, right? So, I mean, it doesn't even have to be anything extreme, like rapid racism racism <laughs> race rampant rapid rapid racism and rapid, rapid racism. rampant <laughs> but uh, it could robot. be like it could be any it could be like if you're posting photos like publicly right like mm-hmm. publicly of you getting you know hammered every night and in uncompromising whatever and you're looking for a job well guess what that recruiter is going to look through your yeah. social they are like they are they are they're going to see can. what you put on because LinkedIn public, right and yeah like and you know from what I what I've heard from some recruiters I've, I've worked with they're like yeah we just kind of look we don't right right like you I know mean, they don't they don't, don't make that judgment they're like, not they like they're yeah, not stalking they're, they're not going like okay well that's she has these skills but wow she gets hammered every Saturday night like it's not really like what does that matter right but but, but there's always a but, right? There's always yeah. an asterisk, I think, um, to this world that we're in. Can I yeah. can I share another example of, of that sort of? No, okay. no, I'm well, sorry. I'm going to share it anyway. So, <laughs> so I'm working on this project where um, right now it's a learning platform, right? So like a typical learning platform like LinkedIn Learning or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's an internal one. And they, you know, they make enhance, they make, they improve it and all that sort of good stuff. And what's interesting is that there's no help features in the platform. So the problem is that they have to go to different, they have to go to like an intranet or like somewhere else to get, how do I get support? I don't know how to do this. Now, mm-hmm. and I was explaining to the lead, the project lead, that so we're, so we're so focused on like, what information are we going to put on these other places? But I had explained to her that in the real, the, the tricky part right now is that in the real world, you find that help stuff inside software. Yes. Right. So that's why, because she's wondering like, why are people not reading that? Why are people not understanding like how to do these things in the platform? Mm. I said, because the help, stuff isn't in the platform right and that's a problem because so then they the, send them outside of the company they, so it makes speak. it it we make they it got across the street they got across the street and go well, to talk to someone over there 
And then you want them to come back here and apply the learning. So it doesn't matter what awesome content we have somewhere else. The fact remains is we've created friction for people to get at the information that they need. And mm -hmm. I think what's interesting is that in a comms role, like whether you're on a project or whatever, is that we can bring those in. Like, it's funny, right? Because they were like, oh, well, that's just what the vendor, like, we have to ask the vendor. And I'm like, well, because if you want, you know, like you have to ask the vendor and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, because I think that's the problem. The problem is not that it's a communication problem. I mean, yes, because of the way it's things have been set up, but we can put the best resources, videos, how to whatever. Right. But the fact is you're making people you're making you are making people do something that they don't do in real life, because when I go to. A, a learning platform or a Coursera, a Khan Academy, pick one, right? Mm -hmm. And I need help. I can just do it all there, yeah. right? It's frictionless, right? As, as I don't know mm -hmm. if that's a buzzword, but probably, but it's a good one. I think it's it good. Is. Well, it's so, a new one, which means we can use it. <laughs> I have determined anyway, because so I, I am the that, keeper of the buzzwords. Just so but, you I, know. but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because, so I think in, you were saying earlier, so going back to your earlier point around, Maybe it's less and yeah, maybe it's less and less, but I think it's sometimes even more and more. We especially depending on the kinds of systems you're using, it's that sort of um, I've heard it said in HR is that um, Sunday to Monday experience, right? Like, oh, were, yeah, like, yeah, have you heard yeah. that, right? Like, yeah, yeah, which is ma makes sense, right? Like, like you know, that's why you know, if you're gonna if you have an intranet and you have a you have a news, you probably have a news channel or something, and you don't allow comments. Well, the real world does. <laughs> so, so what are we like? So right. that's a that's a that I think is like a little bit of a I don't know if that's the right term, like a cognitive dissonance. Like it's like, well, wait a minute, I do that on Sunday. Why can't I do this on Monday? Like, and then you start to question, and well, you not even you raised it. in your story. Um, a point that I've often used when describing communications and what we do. And it's not about words. It's about action. And if you want to get people to act in a certain way, whatever that might be, you want them to do something, you want them to not do something, you want them to share something, you want them to consider something and start applying it in their work. Those are all actions. So to get people to do the actions that you want, you need to understand people and and their what motivates them and what what demotivates them or unmotivates them. What is it? Unmotivated? We can't even um, what words are we even making know. up today? <laughs> words we're making up. Uh so I've often described like the the when I call the best communicators, people who are really skilled out there. And I've met many, you know, you're drawn to this profession for a reason. We are like, um, in some ways, we're a little bit like, you know, psychology light. Yeah, no, I so, get it. Because we have to understand human motivation. And I need to know if I want people to switch from the abacus to the calculator, and they're super comfortable with the abacus, what's going to get them to change to the calculator? And we need to understand those motivations. And we need to know where where will people get the information from that will make them want to act or, you know, not act, you know, so it's not just writing pretty, pretty sentences. It's actually understanding human motivation, why humans act or won't act, you know, within the, the structure that we're talking about within our organizations. And I, I personally find that bit 
fascinating. That to me is you just get to sit down and and just really kind of go, okay, well, let's say we've got different groups of people because they're employee groups or maybe they're job groups or, you know, people are attached to certain things and go, well, people in this job, in this role have been, you know, there's been a lot of pushback from the people who are these, you know, manager of brown chairs. The managers of brown chairs are super unhappy. And so we need to understand what's going on with the managers of brown chairs. You know, I mean, I always put these things in the context of change, but most communication is about some kind of change, some kind of action that we need people to do. And I I find that fascinating. Oh, I have a story. It it (laughs) involves both you and me. Oh no. And it it is about um, kind of missing the mark. It's in the mark of what I don't even. <laughs> well, it was interesting. So when Faye and I were working together, we were kind of adjacent to the HR group, and there was a lot of um, office renovations going on. You remember this? So there was going to be a big office renovation where all of HR actually had to work offsite for a period of a few weeks, maybe a couple months, before they were able to come back into the office. And so That's we an were odd concept back then. Sorry, but then like, I know. It was like what? Not in the office? Not in the office. I think half of them got to move somewhere else and a bunch of people had to work from home for a period of time until the office was ready. And so you and I were going to be doing some comms around that. And I was driving into work one day and I had this great idea. It was going to be awesome. And it's because those makeover shows, the home shows were really (laughs) popular at that time. And so came up with this concept, extreme makeover, HR edition. That's right. And it was just, we wanted to make it fun. My guys is going to be really fun. And we made like tip sheets. Some were serious. Most weren't. And, you know, a bunch of stuff that was important. People got the information. They were able to receive it because it was presented to them in kind of a fun way. And then, <laughs> then we heard the problem. I don't know if you remember I remember this. the problem. I remember doing the fun stuff. Yeah. A couple people went to the head of HR, our dear friend Chuck, and they were offended by our humor. Oh, well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Humor <laughs> is so hit and miss. We think we're hilarious. And lots of people did. What was Chuck, what was, his, what was his, his reaction? I don't remember. Uh, I don't believe he would have given the people complaining about the humor a lot of his energy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting to me. I was stunned because, of course, what I find delightful and what Faye find delightful, wouldn't everybody find delightful? What? What? So it was, uh, it was just an interesting, it was an interesting learning. I mean, would I have done things much differently? Probably not. but (laughs) probably not probably not but I would take a different look at I would stop to think okay humor humor's tricky humor's tricky let's make sure that let's do whatever we can to try to avoid being obviously offensive obviously (laughs) but but also just recognize that, that people are going to not all appreciate our attempts at levity so you just never know with humans I remember this one person at this one organization who had been at this place for a long time, 30 years or something like that, was really unhappy with how everything was was going lately. And then guess what? She got packaged out. There was you know a bunch of layoffs and she was one of the people who was packaged out. Holy smokes, was she angry. And I'm kind of going, 
you've been complaining for months <laughs> about how miserable this place is and how much you you hate it. And now you got a package and now you're mad that you were the one who was laid off. Hmm. It's just, it's fascinating to me, right? Because that's all, it's that that understanding humans piece of it. And, you know, you and I, you know, we are not psych majors, but every time situations like that happen, you know, we learn a little bit more. Yeah. And I know. find that super interesting. And, you know, so we need to know that that's part of what makes us good at what we do. And we have to be able to put, you know, words on a page, <laughs> fill the air with words that make sense. But we also need to understand people. Just to say that every time something happens that is unexpected for me, how an individual, usually it's how an individual will react, not a whole mm -hmm. group. I've managed to avoid entire groups of people being angry at me. <laughs> yes. But every time there is, <laughs> right? But every time there is a reaction to um, a comms plan that I didn't anticipate, it's another opportunity to learn and go, oh, okay. Got to, got to remember that one for next time because it may come into play again. Yeah. Uh, those are all, you know, sounds cliche, but they're all learning moments, right? Like even that thing around humor. Yeah, you're right. Like humor is tricky, mm -hmm. right? I don't, sometimes we miss, we miss the mark all the time. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, but we also hit the mark all the, like a lot. Of we times. hit it more often than we miss it, I which is so. why we, we, we just have remember. been doing this for so long and, yeah. and, and why we love it. I love that I, you know what, I think what's coming up for me is around the, um, when you said we're kind of like psych light, mm -hmm. like the idea of understanding human behavior. And now you were, you were teasing me earlier about, you know, I read a lot of self-help books and stuff, mm -hmm. self-help books. Haven't you been helped enough? I No, obviously no. not. But what I find what's really interesting, what's interesting to me is what I've what I'm learning through the through that kind of self-discovery, if you will, whether it's about navigating change, adopting new habits, uh, health regime, whatever that is, right, that I can apply it to my work. And to me, that's what's yeah. been exciting lately is that, yeah. you know, you were just talking about, you know, the man, the people in brown chairs. I don't want to move. I don't want to. I like my brown chair. I don't want blue chairs. Fine. Whatever. We have to understand not only like, well, mm -hmm. why don't they like brown chairs? But I think what's interesting is like, because we're all humans, is like, what's really going on in there? Right. Mm -hmm. Like not, not, and not because they're a manager and you're in this company and blah, blah, blah. It's like humanly what's really going on. What's really going down on yeah. there, you know, like is, and, and sometimes you can apply that to a group because maybe their identity is tied to the Brown chairs and Brown mm -hmm. chairs mean something to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like maybe it means a, it means a status or prestige or something. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Or if it's the leader, then what's going on for for her or for him, right? Yeah. Is there something that they're holding on to? There's their significance there, and you know, I think sometimes from a project management standpoint or even a change management standpoint, it's like, well, just get them to move. Like, is this brown chair? What are you yeah. talking about, right? And I'm not saying like, oh, we have to dive deep into everyone's like psych and have a have a big session about it. Like, I'm not talking about that, but it's just it's just being able to be human and to ask those questions and a check-in. And I think mm -hmm. people do appreciate that. Like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I find that 
people respond to that when you come at it that way, as mm-hmm. opposed to like, I don't know why you don't want to change. Just We're change on Monday. Yeah. What's your problem? <laughs> like, like, come on. <laughs> right. Like, let's, let's just take a beat and uh, take care. of people. So in an example of people who do not understand what humans need, this was my very first job out of, out of PR school. And I was working for this oil company and they had to do a layoff. And this was in the early nineties when everything, we were in recession. This is when you and I were both starting to work. I'm like, Oh my God, I get a one-year contract with no holidays. (laughs) Happy for the job. Uh, And they had to do layoffs and these companies are not used to layoffs because they haven't had to do mass layoffs for possibly ever, at least in this. And so there's this one guy who's one of the the EVPs. And there was a discussion with HR about how do we go about advising these employees that their job is no longer there. Now you can tell it's the olden days because everybody had offices unless <laughs> you were admin staff. And what this one uh, head honcho's idea was to take the piece of paper, the letter and slip it under the doors, the office doors of the people who were being laid off. And I think there are two things at play. (laughs) Number one, cowardly, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But also the other side of it, he was thinking, I'm sure people don't really want to have it brought to their attention that they're being laid off. You know, that the, you know, maybe they'd be embarrassed and they want to have it be private. And so they don't want to talk to anybody. I think that's where his motivation came from, even though it was completely wrong, but yeah, it was both cowardly and, and not at all in tune with how humans need to receive bad news. No, 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 because oh HR was in charge of that. Oh and it was HR who told me that story when these women in HR, she's like, you know what so-and-so wanted to do? And I'm like, uh, oh my God. And I was only new in my career. So I didn't really know what the right answer was. I just knew that that sounded yeah, not right. That, that, that was not it. <laughs> like, I just felt a again. little bit. <laughs> You know, it's like arriving in the mail on Monday morning and you read your mail and you're like, oh, I guess I don't need to go to work today because apparently I've been laid off. <laughs> yeah, oh. Oh. yeah I, I'm sure there are thousands of stories like of, of actually that happening. Like I know oh, one, probably like I know one of where they had they basically got this was in the tech days dot the dot com dot bomb get days. I know someone who worked for a big company. They all gathered in the atrium, right? Again, this is when everyone worked in the office. Mm-hmm. Said, okay, well, this is what's happening. Go back to your desk and we'll call you. <laughs> so, so people went back to their cubes and they were like, going, oh. no, and the person I know, he said, you could hear the phone like get closer and closer. Oh my God! So I'm sitting in cubicle. So think of productivity. Everybody's sitting in cubicles, and you're just waiting for your phone to ring and it's so, ringing around yeah. you. So you can hear it, right? In this big floor or whatever it was, I, I I think, and you can hear it like get close, and then it would, then it maybe it skipped you. <laughs> that it's skipped this person. Oh my God! Like, I was like, oh man, oh horrible! This is horrible, right? Like. I know. It's, Anyways. Anyway, it's really I don't know how difficult. we got on. <laughs> anyway, it just, yeah, 
internal this started out why internal comms versus other and has moved on obviously we love it to you and i babbling about this we do love <laughs> it and this is why it gets us quite fired up yeah it does anyway cool i love this i love it well maybe we'll do this again let's do this again i think should we, we do should we converse again on video <laughs> yes whether whether people want it or not there you go, folks. And that's it for today's edition <laughs> of More Better with Tracy and Faye. <laughs>